Talk Streamcast. If you're listening to this right now, we are actually live for the first time on MoonTalkMedia.com. You can check out our first episode. Uh, we'll have a couple episodes up there later. Matt, what's going on, man? Let's go. It's so exciting. We got episode one up. We're recording episode 12 right now, and we're about to blast off four Four episodes tomorrow. Yep, total of five. Shout out to NRM working with us. Super excited to see how everything progresses, but uh, finally happy to, happy to have something out, man. Yeah, right? It's been so much fun. We're, we've been in the lab cooking. All summer. All summer. It's been a long time coming. So, I, I And I know you and I, there's a sense of relief because we just started our last pod. Now this one's coming out. So now it's time to keep yeah. things afloat and keep things going, man. This is something we've had. We've envisioned since like it must have been January, February. We start, first started talking about our, our last pod, the one we started together before coming over to NRM. And Absolutely. it's just, it's uh, it's so cool to finally be here. We're heading here into into October, uh, headed into the Michigan winter, and, and oh we got lots of content to bring everybody. Yeah, man, it's it's super surreal, like, recording in our basement to here, like, uh, whole whole squad has been dope, so it's been great to work with everyone, and again, looking forward to moving on through, man. Yeah, let's do it. Things are getting more legit, like like Bitcoin out in Colorado. Oh, yeah. Did you hear uh, they, it officially went through? Uh, Colorado was able to accept Bitcoin for payment on tax taxes. I, I did hear that. What were, what were your thoughts initially? Because I had a few, and it, some of it was good, and some of it was like, oh, damn. My, yeah, my thoughts were cool, um, and wait and see how it all is going to play out. Like, yeah. like I, and I know that's kind of a blanketed statement that we've probably said uh, uh, a, for fair, everything. <laughs> a, a fair amount of times, but I was like, I think the most intriguing part to me is a government, a, a, a state, a state government accepting a currency that fluctuates in price so drastically. Like, right. like it's in depending on what time they they're they're getting these payments or what Bitcoin's prices in April and whatnot. Like, like they're getting an investment that that could go down, but you know, as bullish as we are about crypto long term, long term, yeah. maybe not next year, but but. If Bitcoin rate, if it goes back to eighty or it goes a hundred grand, like it's really Colorado, like states are going to have that type of uh, currency on their on their balance sheet, right? Weird. And to your point, like, um, say I have X amount of taxes due, and at that point in time, my Bitcoin is worth X amount. But when I actually, when they actually You're get right. the receipt that I did my taxes and it plummets. How does that work? Is it that's it, those are the the questions I have because like you're right, it is an asset, but with it being an asset, it it's super volatile. So like it could be up forty percent, yeah. or it could be down twenty five percent. So it's like, are you time stamping when I turn in my taxes? Or it's gonna be you're you're right. That's yeah. really interesting because I was about to say like, can we are, are we gonna have more. Um, more decision making ability in our in our court of when we can submit our taxes, but I guess it can't be. It's got to be between January and April, right? Just yeah. the way the calendar and everything works now. So, yeah, I mean, I mean finding the right time in those four months, it's gonna be it's gonna be very interesting, right? Because like, even as the person doing the taxes is like, choose your time wisely. Because right. if you did your taxes in February and then April. It's down thirty percent, and for whatever reason, Colorado is still accepting that same mm -hmm. threshold. Like you want to pay with the whatever's worth less, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Pay the U.S. dollar in that time, or pay the Bitcoin. Yeah. Like depending on, it's going to be weird. Yeah, so I just like that's what I thought uh, initially, and then also it's just like my conspiracy. Oh yeah, government. Yep. 
involvement in all this. Like, uh, is this a good thing? Like, <laughs> I will say I'm glad Michigan isn't the first one testing it. Yeah. I'm going to see how it all plays out. But I think long term, it'll be a good thing or at least an easier thing. Yeah, I, I think it is cool that they're recognizing different assets as payment for taxes, if anything. Yeah. That's cool from this. Um, long term, I don't know how it's going to look, but if it opens up the doors to like other currencies or other types of assets being, being able to exchanged and in, in like us as taxpayers being able to have the decision making process available to us to choose if we want to do liquid cash, if we want to do an NFT, if we want to do You're Bitcoin. So right. I think that's cool, but because um, yeah, we've only I mean, we just pay with the US dollar yeah. nowadays. And we don't have any choice. Not that there have been, you know, other currencies for, for our entire lives, but right. you're right. It's even more interesting than than I thought. Yeah. Like how <laughs> how are they evaluating this stuff? Like that's definitely gonna watch that because Yeah. Cause we had talked, I think it was last episode, um, the benefits of being able to run taxes through the blockchain or at least having you know, some software be able to calculate your your gains and losses throughout the year from NFT and crypto gains or losses. Yeah. Um, but from this perspective, just paying with the currency, it's going to bring up a lot of a lot of questions. A lot of there, there's going to be something that comes out of this that we just don't know yet. Yeah, it's absolutely. cool. But it's cool. Most likely, more questions than answers. Honestly. Oh, definitely. Yeah, like this this changes the game. Like. For your whoever you go, if you have somebody doing your taxes, like whatever your accountant thinks, like this could like trickle down a lot. You're so, so. right. You're so right. You know what? It is. It's the bear market right now. We're we're in the heat of it. We just made it past the merge, and we're still alive. Hey, we're still, still alive. whole. Still we're alive. still. Whole. I still need my sound button thing. I can. Yeah, to hit the hit the, um, <laughs> the round of the pause. Yes, let's go. Um, but being in a bear market. Doesn't mean all NFT projects, all crypto projects are taking taking the winter off, taking the summer off. Oh yeah, we oh, yeah. we just heard about Doodles. You texted me when this went down. Um, Doodles, they just got a what was it about a fifty four million dollar investment that values them at what'd you say seven hundred four million? Seven hundred four million. Tell like, me, when did you hear about this? Is this? I saw that. So because I've been like following Doodles because I want to get into the community. I'm not in the Discord yet because I have. I'm a part of too many servers and it's kind of overwhelming, yeah, but yeah. I just kind of keep track of them on uh, Twitter. But uh, yeah, they just recently just got this new investment and this investor sees, sees them as the NFT project moving forward really, to be a part of. And I don't have too, too many details on that. I've been personally just like trying to stay away from it so I can yep. like not feel like FOMO and want to hop in and whatever. I've been waiting for the Series 2, actually, because they've been teasing that for a while. But We just had the image up of uh, Series 2, the uh, Doodles 2, which I didn't even know about. I knew they had some derivative uh, a couple months ago yeah. after their first one, but but they've always been, to me too, just a really intriguing project. Their, their color scheme, the way the actual doodles kind of come off, yeah. um, it seems really cool. And, and a lot of uh, – they've got a big community, and they, they all love their doodles. And they've got a ton of, like, past collaborations that were super successful. I think they collaborated with a couple other projects, mm -hmm. too. Um, and then we saw – I forget the guy's name, but we saw the creator at VCon, and it just – he was the one that stuck out to me, like, out of all the creators, like – that's a community that like I want to be a part of for Let's sure. Go. Like obviously, yeah, I'm at, at World of Women, I was already involved, and I, I still love being involved with that. But 
Um, yeah, it's just a little bit over my uh, yeah. price point at this point in time. But when you were talking about the 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 main investor thinking that they're they're the one, you know, the NFT project to come out of this, was it Alexis Ohanian? Was it the founder of Reddit? Because I, I know he I was, think so, but I also don't want to like misquote who. Got you. Yeah, I know him and his his team led the funding round. There were multiple um, investors, multiple venture capital companies, but. I know the, the little I know about Alexis Ohanian, you know, he founded Reddit, but he's big in the the Web3 space, both mm-hmm. crypto and NFTs. So he's a a he's connected to a lot of people and he's a, a, a fairly trusted mind in some of these next generation. Yeah. Things. And I'd be, I'd be curious to see what some of these other projects are valued at, too. Like with our, and how. Yeah. Like our favorite project, like the Boss Beauty Project with everything that they're doing. I just I wouldn't even know how to like right. look at that compared to their floor price and compared to wh- however you measure these things. Like I- I'm just curious how that valuation kind of yeah like came to- it'd be cool if we could get someone from from that venture capital team on to like understand how how a project like that gets that type of valuation. Not saying that it's overvalued or undervalued, but it's like how how because yeah. you can't just take it from floor price you can't just there's not enough history to any of these projects to like to 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 put that into your uh financial mathematical calculations but that's a buttload of money that they just dumped into it because it's like all right what is bored apes worth and then like we're going to talk about dead fellows but they're they're a little bit lower if we're talking about floor price yeah they do really cool collaborations with the hundreds and now wrangler and some other things but how are they evaluated? Like, I, it's 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 true. I don't I don't understand. It's that experience around it. I know I, later on in this episode we're going to talk very soon. Actually, maybe right after this, we're going to talk about the experience that these projects or any company, you know, Web two, Web three, um, the experience that they build around their product or what they're giving to their consumers is maybe more important than ever. So I, I would be really interested to see. Doodles, they got a floor price of 8.75 ETH, okay. which is almost $12,000. Yep. Compared to some of the top projects, Board Ape Yacht Club has a 75 ETH floor, almost 102000 Moonbirds, 11 ETH floor, which is about $15,000. I know Doodles, from what I've heard, they're trying to build – we've talked about this with VFriends. We, we've used yeah. the same type of analogy, but they're trying to build a Disney-like IP that that reaches all different – ages of audience right. and and uses their you know their color scheme and their marketing in that way they want to be a, a a massive you know 200 billion dollar global conglomerate so those are big words and big big yeah. goals i've got a question for you that's a little bit off topic and semi-related so like these things they excite me and they they excite yourself like for somebody new trying to get into nfts like what do you think that they're like what their first jump in point would be do you think it's more of the the web 2 stuff like some some products that they have accessible right away if they're to join doodles or some of these other communities or is it the long term hey we we want to be disney we want to start off drawing our mickey mouse drawings and then in 15 20 years it becomes a movie studio a theme park a restaurant whatever like that's a what, great question what do you think because I know there's a lot of people who have FOMO, yeah. like, but also are like, why would I get involved in this kind of stuff? Like, do you think it's more product driven if they have cool products or long term? 
Th- that's a good question. It's a tough question. Yeah. I, I think the the best answer, the one that that we want everyone to to take is have a long term approach with everything and yeah. just you know find your community, stick with it through the ups and downs and everything. Obviously, that's that's not realistic in every circumstance, but but I I would just. I caution people, and I flip some tokens before I flip yeah. things. I, I sell trading cards, but I'd caution people to get into it just for the money or just for the flip. That can be part of your reason to get in, but like if that's your only reason, there's just so much uncertainty. And I don't know. It, it, we've been so deep in this for the last you know one two years. I don't have I, I don't have the the uh, the the, the the answer to what makes a good project or what yeah. makes a good Web3 product or or is it swag? Is it merch? Is it... It's all case by case. Really. Yeah. yeah. So and how you feel about it. Yeah. So I, I, off the cusp, I'd recommend obviously not buying anything the first time you go look at something, but, but do research on multiple projects, get involved in their discords and talk to people and the founders within the community to just understand what their short and long-term goals are because mm. there are a lot of these people they, they paint really long-term pictures of of what they want to accomplish but their short-term actions don't match up to that they keep th- rolling out you know more assets more derivatives more things that are all the people in the discord are ask, want the floor price to rise you know yeah it's, it's all the hype and the fomo and they want the money so when these founders do that they're just depreciating the the real asset behind it so right. When you find founders like like Yam and World of Women or Lisa Mayer and Boss Beauties or Gary Vaynerchuk and the V Friends, um, I, I wish I knew the Doodles founders because it seems yeah. like they're acting in that way. Um, find those and really understand what their motives are. Those are three projects that I have no concern at all whatsoever. I, the floor price is actually down on all of them right now, yeah, but like they're actually way more expensive. <laughs> yeah, I'm, in the past. I'm not worried because yeah. I know whether it takes. One year or five years or ten years, those three you trust are, in their vision. For yeah, sure. yeah, I do th- too. Those three are going to be in the mix, and if not, they all they all have good values surrounding them already. So if I take an L, I take an L. Yeah, because like you can even see by their actions, and the reason why I ask that yeah. because like some, for some people listening, they'll probably hear like doodles. We'll talk. We were talking about crypto dick butts off <laughs> uh, off mic, like. Some of these things are just like people are probably like, yo, what what the hell are they even talking about? So like definitely urge people to go actually look at the stuff. You might think it's cool. It's not. Um, but judge it how you want to judge it. That's yeah. how I that's how I look at this. Like um uh project that I really like, uh Bubble Goose Ballers, they've got dope swag coming out. Mm-hmm. Like they partnered with FUBU. If merch is your thing, like that's probably one you want to check out. And um, if they made that known from the start, like that was yeah. you knew going to be some awesome merch coming along this is at least up front the initial value for you uh, absolutely cool. absolutely so uh, like and obviously I, I support the creator carl jones and, and his his past um projects and things like that but I, I i was listening to our banner right there and i was like why would somebody give a shit about doodles right now so i was like right. trying to figure out okay how can we like break that down maybe we, we revisit this in two weeks um or or we revisit this later in the fall when we understand a little. Like we're not owners of that project, so we yeah. can't get deep enough to know why. And I would like to understand if we can find something. I don't know if we can, but why the valuation? Why? Right. Yeah, because after hearing that, that's like an eye popping number. But 
why why would anybody care about that? <laughs> right, <laughs> Being true. Seven hundred fifty we just four gave, million dollars. You know what I mean? We like, just gave ourselves some homework. We're going to do that. Yeah. We're going to find out about doodles. But to to piggyback, the thought just came to me as um, as we were talking about uh, doodles and, and um, new people coming into this world. Like, what would make them want it? In, in uh, there we go. I'm, I'm I'm mumbling again. But what I'm trying to get to is. Um, we had a conversation about DraftKings Rainmakers, yeah. where they're not even heavy marketing their their Rainmakers fantasy platform as NFTs. It's just Web three related. It's mm-hmm. it's digital cards, digital players. They know that there's still some stigma surrounded by it. There's still just the word the 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 acronym NFT yeah. is going to keep Turns some people, people away. Yeah. It's just not there yet, which is why it's just that more reason to be cautious. You know? Yeah. Absolutely. I think That's a good point. NFT, to me, could end up being like the WWW of the World Wide Web. You know, like, yeah. it's, it's there. That is what it is, but we don't call it by that. Maybe NFT has a new name in a couple of years. Yeah. But the technology is real, and it's going to stay around. Absolutely. Absolutely. Crazy. Crazy. But do you want to talk about, about Rainmakers since we're on the topic or, or get back to the, the experience and—, and Let's, um, let's do Rainmakers and we'll hop back. Cool. On it. Cool. Um, I tagged this because I, I know we spent a lot of uh, an episode, a, cu- a couple episodes ago talking about Rainmakers, but there were some prizes given out this last week that blew my mind. Blew my mind. Yeah, that's why I, I texted you yesterday. I was like, I'm going to get involved because I, I saw like a commercial on YouTube or something. And, and I know we were talking about it per- before. Um, but I, for whatever reason, just fell off my radar. I was like, oh, I got to go get me a team. Yeah. Was it the one with <laughs> Stefan Diggs and yeah, Kevin Hart yeah. and uh, Lamar Jackson? Exactly. They're in, they're in their that uh, exact PJs. <laughs> yes, yes. It was awesome. And it's actually been really fun these first uh, these first two weeks playing. We, uh, we'll revisit later on in, in our season. But Yeah, what are some of the prizes? On the NFT, these are just like insane prizes that, that speak to NFTs in Web3. Um, but one of the cool things about Rainmakers is these different communities can – they can build out their own contests within the Rainmakers platform. So the VFriends community, Gary V, built out a, a Rainmakers league for VFriends that lasts you know, all, all season. They give out prizes accordingly each week. The first week, the prize and, – and I didn't even realize this. It was this big until – Yesterday, when I realized what they were giving away, the second week, but week one, the top prize for the who won that, um, who won the league, was uh, a Gary original owned Series One NFT from his V Friends collection. Not only that, it's a Gratitude Sweet. Gorilla, which okay. is one of one of the biggest project, one of the biggest characters in in V Friends land. So there's actually there are no. Gary originally owned. They've got a little GOO symbol in the corner of the token. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, it gives them like a little extra, um, little boost. A little boost. It's, yeah. it's like a Gary autograph, or, or it's, it's just like a special edition. Yeah, he initially bought it, and it's been in his wallet. So he's you know gifting it. It's it's ah, his okay. originally owned token going going to the winner. Um, it's estimated to be between like seventy five and hundred grand. Wow. The Gratitude Gorilla. And they already gave that out. Somebody already won that. Yeah, they transferred okay. it yesterday. I saw it go through when I was Damn. looking up these prices. I wish I found a picture of it. It's, it's actually a cool a cool doodle of Gary's. Yeah. Um, a oh, cool, yeah. cool picture. But this is what I wanted to talk about yesterday. Not as not as crazy of prizes, but how they did it was insane. So the, the winner, actually, 
the winner of the contest yesterday got it's a uh, zero cool, which is a company of fanatics. They put out these these trading cards of the series one V friends um, characters. And the boxes of those oh, are yeah. currently going for about thirty five hundred to four thousand dollars. So the just the box. Just the box. Oh, okay. The winning oh yeah, we can see it on screen there. That box unopened is almost four thousand dollars. So the winner Sheesh. of the contest got gets one of those boxes. They get a ticket into a future like big DraftKings event. Um, they also they did a, a hit draft. This is a, a, a sports card term. They did a hit draft for the top twenty. The top twenty people in the con- who finished in the contest they ripped open two of these boxes. So they ripped open seventy five grand worth of these boxes. Wow! And the the Hope first they got some. the first place winner gets to pick the or- like. You get first dibs on where oh, you okay. want the cards that get pulled out of that. They send them to the top twenty winners, and based on your your standing, you get to pick where you are in the order. So the first place winner gets the first pick in the cards that are pulled, and he gets one of those boxes. So so wait, the the cards are pulled randomly, so they're not like after after the box is open, you get first pick, right? You don't yeah. get to see like no, what's you, in there yet. No, you do get to oh, see. Oh, okay. So they okay. they did it live on YouTube Got last it. night. DraftKings opened them and and showed them to everybody watching. You know, as the Sweet. cards were okay. pulled. Okay, because um, so, I was like, that would still kind of suck. You get first pick, and they're still in the box. Right, <laughs> and you don't really know. Yeah, yeah. That's actually how it goes. We were talking about whatnot and selling trading cards. That's how they do card breaks normally, where, oh, really? where okay. you're, you're, you're bidding on spot teams that get pulled or divisions or spots, like the third card in this pack. You bid on it without knowing what you're going to get. Got you're it. bidding okay. on the chance. With this one, you get to actually see. Yes, they okay. give the in the order of how you finish. They they let you choose like, like the first the winner gets to pick. Does he want want the first card, second card? He get you know. Got it. So they open all these boxes. There were some really great cards pulled, but the very last card they pulled was one of the most rare ones in the entire series. It was like a special card. There were fifteen of them in all of the boxes, and there were a thousand boxes, ten cards a piece. So only fifteen of these these. Hand drawn, autograph, one of one characters, um, currently are going for the, the cheapest is fifteen thousand dollars on eBay, and this one is supposed to be a pretty good character that Gary said will probably be twenty twenty five thousand dollars today. Today, wow, okay. today when everything's down in the bear market. Wow. So this theoretically, this winner, <laughs> I think his name was like intricately like his username, he won, call it twenty twenty five thousand dollars. It's insane. This is why this stuff is so valuable. Like insane. <laughs> under, under, understanding ownership and IP and what you can do with it, mm-hmm. specifically entering that into the blockchain. Like, I mean, Gary puts on a masterclass with that. He does. Of, he yeah. does. He's got. He's definitely got the hype. And uh, th- these little moves he keeps making are are smart. We we were talking again off mic. You know, founders who are playing who plan ahead for these bear markets. We talk about doodles getting getting investment a week ago like yeah. it's hard to picture that people are people are pumping money into these projects right now the good ones the good ones um and the bad ones that's true is it the right money going into <laughs> the bad ones i should say you're right there's a lot of money being pumped into it seeing these seeing doodles get 50 million dollars v friends got 50 million dollars a couple months ago they got some money they're here they're here to stay yeah yeah like yeah the track record of like again if you if you're trying to get in and you're just 
look up the ownership, look up the development team. Like that helps kind of make everything a little bit less murky. It's still going to be murky. It is NFTs, but just knowing the team and normally the price tag is associated mm-hmm. with the good teams. You know what I'm saying? That's so true. That's true. You kind of understand what you're well, not fully understanding, but you you get a, a little bit of a hint of okay, like this, this should be legit. Yeah. Yeah, you know what you're going to get out of it. Yeah. It's wild. It's wild. So I want to talk. I, I I have to go on a little rant here, talk yeah, about these baseball sure. rule changes, because it does tie in. <laughs> you know, maybe I... I Educate maybe, me. Maybe it's a little stretch, but it ties in. We were talking about experience and, and what, you know, utility holders get for NFTs, what, what things these companies are doing. To what do just, you get with being a part of this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's whether it's NFTs or just a, a web to let's just no, normal sports fan. Sports fan. Yeah. What experience are the 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 projects that the company's doing? And baseball has has had it has it's got some issues in terms of gameplay and being exciting to fans that don't you know not everyone loves baseball it's slow it takes nine innings it Mm. takes a long time people get hit in the face with baseballs yeah that could happen too (laughs) so they 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 made some rule changes recently that are with the ultimate goal of speeding the game up like they're they're putting a pitch clock on pitchers, so you only have if there's no one on base, you only have 15 seconds to pitch. If there's someone on base, you only have 20 seconds to pitch. Mm-hmm. Um, they're putting rules on where the defenders can stand. Right now, if you're a left-handed hitter that can only hit it to the right side of the field, right now all the teams are putting some of their infielders over. They're stacking the right side or putting their shortstop in right field just because they know he's going to hit it to that side instead of to the opposite field. Um, they're they're banning that from the game, so you can only stand on you know. There's got to be two infielders uh. on each side. So what it's doing is it's just it instead of you know prioritizing that hitters or pitch hitters need to be able to hit to both sides of the field and strategy and strategy. Yeah. It's you're taking the 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 you're allowing their flaws to um, be enhanced. They're, you're allowing them to use them. With the with the thought that it's going to speed the game up and it's going to be more exciting, more but, scoring probably. Cause, yeah, yeah. But I don't think it's going to happen like that. L- like the pitchers are a lot better now. Like the pitch clock isn't going to make them pitch much worse. So we're just going to have a lot of a lot of hitters who can't put the ball. In. It's going to continue to be boring and long. And I know we only have a couple minutes left, so so we may need to revisit this. But for sure, but the overall experience that like baseball needs to do something to change how they're connecting with people because there's just not enough fans. And I I love baseball. I yeah. can't sit through an entire game. It's the same two or three guys talking for four and a half hours. Right. Like, it's just not exciting. But what what many people don't understand, baseball actually limits the use of their social media by by the players by fans like there's there's not much um you know a validated MLB content that anyone can use except for the MLB they have like a central governing body that does all their marketing and social media and it really limits how how players can can market themselves and how how teams can market their players right and just interaction cuz that's what i was going to get at because like i'm not a baseball guy at any means but i don't see any like involvement online mm-hmm. or like them trying to do something with draftkings or like 
you if know, Mike like the Trout, leagues are doing different things for for just the overall betterment of the league, and that includes empowering your players. I don't see that. If Mike Trout walked down the street, if you walk right by him, would you know who he is or no, what? He, yeah, I and he's might be the best baseball player of all time, if not top five. Yeah, you wouldn't recognize him. He's just not out there. He plays out in Los Angeles, like Julio Rodriguez plays in Seattle. You just don't know these players, and it's not football where they're wearing a helmet covering their face, like. They're baseball players, right? Right. So it's it's wild, and and we're, we're wrapping up here. But to 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 bring it back real quick, Harry Mack, our favorite freestyle, my favorite freestyler <laughs> on YouTube, he made a strategic decision a year ago to put all of his freestyle Omegle bars on YouTube. What is it, royalty free or or whatever the oh, yeah. the phrases where anyone can use it at any time. And what happened was everybody started reacting to his videos on YouTube and just created this like churning effect of his right. content. Free beats. Free beats. And he realized, you know what, I'm, I'm going to sacrifice some royalties, you know, up front or guaranteed or whatever, but these moves are going to help my brand. It's going to make the experience so much better. And it's working. Absolutely. Just like us getting with NRM. You know what I'm saying? You know what like, I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we had to expand our brand too. So I totally get it. Like, the MLB, the dinosaur culture, like, it needs to, you know, be addressed. Like, there's money to be made for everybody yes. by just doing that, too. Like, and I don't understand why they don't realize that. I don't know. You know I don't know either. I don't know, man. Well, hey, man, we'll go back on it next episode, too, because I know there's a, there's a little bit more to get out there. We'll too. see you lucky number episode 13. Yeah, lucky 13. Thank you.